Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Grief and Rebirth Podcast, where we interview grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and people who have inspiring healing stories to share. I'm your host, Irene Weinberg. And before I begin today's interview, here's a reminder to please be sure to like Irene Weinberg, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Terry Shaw, who is an inspirational speaker, an ordained minister, a Reiki practitioner, a spiritual teacher, and the author of The Power of ABCs, A Guide to Unlock Your Inner Seba, The Maya Cosmic Tree. The Seba tree is a respected tree wherever it grows in the world. Using the Seba, which Mayans hold to be sacred, Terry takes her readers on a wild, adventurous, and healing journey through the heart and soul of reality, teaching them how to turn their old, limited definitions of love, acceptance, trust, and forgiveness, among 22 other word choices, into a higher level of awareness based on life lessons. Terry, welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. I especially love how you use the power of words in the direction of truth and wisdom to guide a person on his or her unique soul's journey. Let's begin what is going to be a very interesting and healing conversation for our listeners with this question. What inspired you to write The Power of ABCs, A Guide to Unlock Your Inner Seba, The Maya Cosmic Tree? And why did you choose the Seba as the metaphor to illustrate our connection to words and nature? First of all, thank you very much, Irene, for having me. I'm truly happy to be here. Thank uh, you. You know, I was kind of guided to reach out to you for a very long time when we first met a year ago. And, you know, now I'm here. So the Power of ABCs started as a divinely guided uh, inspiration where I was getting different messages through dreams about certain experiences that have been trapped in my mind for a very long time. I was in the process of going through um, a, a breakup, a relationship breakup. I was also, forgive the noise, I live close to an airport. <laughs> and uh, also a breakup. And I was also going through a transition from moving from New York City to New Jersey. I just started a new job. And even though everything was working well for me uh, financially and I was successful, uh, I was an, I'm was i a mathematician. I am also a business manager and my life is, is going great, but there's something missing. That connection that I had with my soul, it was just missing. And I felt like I was going down in the abyss of just pure worry, pure stress that I didn't know where it was coming from. 
And before I knew anything about spirituality, I, I, I always had a connection with God, but I knew any, nothing of the spiritual path. And I had to break all the way down, break all the way down. God brought me all the way down in order for me to rise up. And once I started rising up, the messages for ABC start coming to me from different directions. First, it came to me through songs. Uh, it came to me through dreams, to different people who used to talk about ABCs. And I'm like, why do I keep seeing these words all the time? Not only it, that, you, you deal with numerology. Now you're getting something with words, right? What is that? <laughs> and I keep seeing the words. And, and for me, as a mathematician, I'm always curious about things. So I started writing everything that I was seeing, writing it down. And uh the inspiration for the Saber Tree came later when I was watching that documentary about um, a, an eagle called the Harpy Eagle on the net, on uh, on my Amazon Fire Stick. I forgot the name of the documentary exactly. And there was this tall, this very big, large eagle, kind of prehistoric in a sense. And when I saw the eagle, and it was in this huge tree, and how they had to climb to see the eagle so that they can videotape it in the Amazon rainforest, I said, wow, this is amazing. Like, this bird still exists. It's huge. And the tree didn't really catch my attention until after I watched the documentary and I went to yoga. I started seeing things about the tree of life, and I knew nothing about tree of life. And that's when I started remembering that particular tree from the documentary. And I started doing my research. And it turns out this Saber tree is actually the Maya tree of life, the Maya cosmic tree. And it turns out my ancestors actually signed their declaration of independence in Jamaica under this very same tree. Wow. And I started connecting the dots. And I said, I think I'm supposed to do something here. God knows I hate writing, but <laughs> we know you like numbers. <laughs> but there was this inspiration within my soul to help other people. And writing was that avenue. And I just started writing and writing. And every message that came to me, I said, um, I was writing it. And I said, maybe I'm supposed to be inspiring. But when I learned that I had to put my experiences in it, that really, really took me down another level because I was always a private person. And to go all the way in depth into my own experiences, I said, no, there's, it's also healing for me because I, everything that I was having in my mind that has been stuck in my mind for a very long time, I had to put it on paper. And it was a very emotional process because it involved a lot of crying, a lot of, you know, realizations of myself and what I was attracting in my life. A lot of going back to childhood where I experienced traumatic experiences, you know, with sexual assault and all these different things. And I, you know, God wanted me to touch on these things so that I may help other people. And, it, you know, it was, it was, it was really mind opening. But then when I thought of, when I took myself out of the equation in a sense, even though it's about me, I thought about other people who may benefit from the stories and the wisdom that I've gained and the tools that I use in order to transform these lingering experiences that make it feel like, you know, life is doing something to us when in fact we can do something about our lives and rise to another level of ourselves. And that's kind of what I did. That's what inspired me to write this book. That's amazing. And I, I really resonate with the fact that you're letting people know that you made certain choices Yes. And through writing the book and overcoming your fears, 
Yeah. I also overcame when I had to write my book. I had a lot of fears that way also. Yeah. You overcome them and you do healing of your own and then you're ready to role model and help other people to That's say, right. hey, you can do it too. That's correct. Yes. With all humility. What yeah. happened in 2017 that heightened your spiritual awareness? So in 2017, I had just made the transition from my previous job in uh, New York City. Um, it was a great job, a job of eight years, and I was very secure in it. I had was also in another relationship, and I had I was close to family. And then one day, I had this divine inspiration to quit my job, leave my. What's a divine inspiration like for you? It just came into your head. You said, it I came into, my head. into your heart. How was it? I needed to move from New York City and just leave it all behind. Leave, wow. leave family leave our relationship that I was in, which was going well, but not so well, but um, leave it all behind. And I didn't know where I was going. I know I had to look for a new job. I looked a new apartment. I had no car, but all in one month, God made all of that happen for me. Wow. In one month. And I knew, and all the money that I was worried about spending, that all came back to me as well. Wow. And I end up here in Nutley. And I've never heard of it before. It was like, God, are you nuts? Are you setting me into Nutley? By the way, for those of our listeners who don't know Nutley, Nutley is in New Jersey because we have listeners who are from England and New Zealand. Oh, so, yes. so they're going to say, what's Nutley? That's an area in New Jersey. Yes. yes. <laughs> so when I was guided to, to live in Nutley, I, I'd never heard of the place, but I felt so connected here. And I said, okay, this is where God wants me to be. And I just came here. But I thought, I thought, I'm sorry, I thought that that's where uh, I needed to stop. Like, okay, it ends there, but no. The thing is that we're always on a journey, thinking that this is where it stops, but we're all, it's no destination, it's always continuous. And that's when I broke down. I entered another relationship, and that I thought was gonna, like, I found the one, and that was a complete fail. And that really struck me. And I said, I'm tired of it all. I am tired of everything. I just want to give it all. God, take everything away from me that's taken me away from you. I just, I can't. And I literally broke down. I was contemplating many different things um, about what I wanted to do with my life. And that's where that's where the, the heightened awareness came from. A friend of mine who told me about Abraham Hicks and also about the law of attraction. And I, at first I thought she was crazy. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about the universe and all these different things? And, and it was interesting. It was curious. I'm always a curious person. I'm always exploring. And I said, you know what? Um, this is kind of something that, that I've been noticing. I've been noticing these things happening to me, but I never had a name for it. And I just started following the patterns, following the dreams, following the inspiration. And that's when everything took off from there. Um, I got more connected with my guides. I didn't even know that existed. I got more connected with, with my angels. So like, wait a minute, let's talk about that. How did you get more connected with your guides and angels? I think people in our, our listeners would love to hear about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I meditated for the first time when I went under... I was having a really dark night of the soul. I I was in my living room and I went all the way down, straight breakdown. I literally think that was it for me. Um, I felt like I was suffocating. Mm. And I remember that time while I was on my uh, floor, my mind stopped. 
my mind, like everything that I was thinking, all the worries stopped. And then wow. I didn't realize that I was meditating. And that's wow. the first time I went into meditation, not knowing what it was called. And I, it was like, I felt like God was speaking to me during that time when my mind stopped. And God said, it's time for you to wake up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wake up. And I think that was that very same day I started my Facebook channel. It was called, at the time it was called Living With Our Soul, Not Our Mind. And it just, everything just started. I, I was just throwing out calls. I, I didn't want to put my name, Terry Shaw. I just started putting T because I didn't want other people to know it was me. And they would think you were crazy, of course. Yes, yes. I thought people would think I'm crazy. But I, I just felt this inspiration in my soul to just start helping people. It just... It was just a burst. When I quiet my mind, all of that happened. And the more I started meditating and I got into meditation, the more my gifts started expanding. Gifts that I already had that I've kind of suppressed because I thought people would deem them as weird. But I started to explore who I was. And that's when I just became more fearless, more confident, and more bold in terms of going out there and speaking my truth. Because the key thing here is that once you discover your truth, there's no going back. You are on this path. There's no going back to sleep. You are just going forward. And sometimes it comes with twists and turns, but we are strong enough to bend them. And this is what this journey is all about. And that's how I started my divine inspiration. Do you do a specific type of meditation, Terry? Yes, I do. So do you want to tell our, our listeners about that? Because there are so many out there. What, what, is working for you what's your what's your ritual or what do you do so right now i am most of the rituals that i do in terms of meditation is connected to the saber tree so i would imagine myself being surrounded with, by the saber tree as if i'm in the amazon rainforest and the sun is glistening on me and i use the power of abcs literally sometimes from a to z with the affirmations that i've created so I was, oh, wow so, for instance, um, in the book, and I can talk a little bit more, A is for accept, and I would say things to myself with the sable around me, surrounding me, knowing that, that I'm protected by Mother Nature and God. Um, I accept myself for who I am, and I change what I can. And B is for beautiful, and I talk about I am beautiful inside out, not the outside in. Because a lot of times we put emphasis on beauty from the outer aspect. You're not kidding. That's true. So yeah, true. And then forget that it's something that really starts from within. And once you clear out that, because you can see a girl or a guy so muscular, so sexy or so hot. And then if their heart is not pure and it's rancid, it's just it's just not going to work. You know, you're going to wonder what's going on in their life. Why are they experiencing this? Because something has to get right with their soul first. It's all starts within the soul and this is why i created my page living from our soul because there's just no other way that's and, really great yeah and so i just started creating the abc get i started getting the words about what i needed to do and the experiences that i needed to attach to each of the word and i create these affirmations every single morning i never miss a morning even sometimes when i get up and i feel a bit lethargic i force myself to do my affirmations now, then do you go into a quiet, quiet space to see if something else is coming through to you after you've done the affirmations? Uh, sometimes, not all the time. It, it really depends. Uh, sometimes I, I do forget. What, if I go to work and I have a quiet time at work, even for five minutes, it takes five minutes to really go through them. 
I just start saying I accept who I am. I change what I can. When things are just not working and I say I am centered in, in with God in my mind, body, and soul, this is also part of the affirmation. And I just keep doing these affirmations, remembering I'm connecting to my ABC. And this is where the power lies because it's so structured. And when it's ordered and it, when we do things in orders, like in threes or six or nine, this is when it has more power, more effect to it. And that's why the numbers and the inspirations just, just ties in with the word concept and how words are energy. I'm seeing a refrigerator magnet that says, I accept who I am. I change what I can. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that idea. <laughs> I, have a, I have a refrigerator with wonderful things on it that are, you know, with magnets. And I tell people, you want to know who I am? Just read my refrigerator. Terry, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break right now to allow a minute for our sponsors who keep this podcast free for our listeners. We'll be right back. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to my healing interview with Terry Shaw. Let's continue on with this question. You use the power of ABCs as an inspirational guidance tool to transform rooted experiences of lies, abuse, and hatred into powerful words of wisdom. 26 branches of words are transformed from 26 rooted experiences of your own, experiences which illuminate your own soul-filled personal warmth, compassion, and wisdom. And I can tell our listeners, Terry is definitely a soul-filled, warm, compassionate, wise person. You're welcome. To illustrate to our listeners the clever way you do this, Please focus on your branch E for empower, which is used to inspire your readers to empower their own life journeys. Sure, absolutely. So <laughs> branch E is then from my childhood uh, where I talk about an experience uh, with my brothers growing up in, in the family. We used to, Saturday mornings, I really should be cleaning the home like my grandmother tells me to, but I never do that. My first thing when I jump out of bed is to grab the remote to watch He-Man. And I love E-Man. <laughs> Even the other day, I was watching E-Man on, on, on um, Amazon Fire Stick because it was just playing. I was like, oh, let me just watch it. And there's some- Is that a cartoon character for yes. those of us who are, um, Pat, yes. are a little older than He-Man vintage? Sure. Is that a cartoon character? It's a cartoon. So He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, for those of you who have kids who grew up in the 80s, uh, talked about the power of connecting with the power in yourself. And so He-Man was really Prince Adam from um, Castle Grayskull. And when he needed to transform, and a lot of my cartoons are always about transforming humans, turn into Avengers. And when he needed to transform, he would call on the stories from above. And this light would shine and he gets his, he has a cat and I also have a cat. And he would uh, call on the light and he said, I have the power. <laughs> he would transform into He-Man, this mighty Avenger who will battle the evil Skeletor who is trying to find ways to take over the world. And I used to get so excited watching it. And I said, why can't my life be like He-Man? You know, as a child growing up, we d- d- discover all these fantasies. And this is, my, this is my fantasy world to get away because... I lived in Kingston. It was um, not entirely all ge- the what they call the ghetto. 
Um, but uh, it was pretty bad. I grew up very poor and I wanted to escape from it all. I'm a Pisces, so I like to escape. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get away from it all because I've seen so many violence. I've seen so many things happen where women were being beaten. Oh my God. People were being killed sometimes. It, it was, and I didn't understand my reality at such a young age, at seven. And I said, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't think I'm supposed to be in this environment. This is just not who I am. The way I am, it just doesn't make, make any sense. But I understand why God put me in certain environments, why I needed to experience certain things. And when I grew up, it didn't stop there. It got worse. Life got worse. And I questioned God. I even questioned if there was a God at one point and which is understandable and happens yeah. to a lot of people and i just i couldn't take it anymore i really couldn't but then i just something in my soul told me to hold on it will make sense one day it will all make sense one day and i just had to persevere and through that discovery from the he-man because life no longer became a cartoon i re realized that the light that i've been calling all this time from the heavens to shine down on me was within my soul this light was within me all this time and not from the heavens or from beneath my feet, but it was in my soul. And I needed to illuminate that light from within my heart in order to try and change my re reality. And that's what I've been doing for the past two years. And let me tell you, my life has transformed in so many ways. It's, so, it's like a miracle. I don't even know. But I'm thankful. <laughs> well, you know what? It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, um, role modeling for so many people too yeah. because by your becoming empowered and being able to transform this way with all that you went through and when they read your book they will see that it's so amazing they can learn from their circumstances that they can transcend them too they can heal also yes. and turn their lives around that's and that's my, that was my main intention i wrote it down i said my main intention for this book is to reach as many people so that they may gain the insights and the wisdom and the tools that they need to transform their own lives because a lot of us are living in the past we have not let go of the past and that's what's holding it us back from our full potential i think that was one of the main things that i got during my meditation is that the past is affecting our future we are still living in the past and it's it's we haven't let go of certain things. We haven't forgiven, which was one of the key things for me while writing that book. I had to go back to that chapter maybe 20 times because I didn't forgive. And I still work on forgiveness every day because, you you know, as you go about life, you pick up different experiences and you still have to work with other people along the way and learn to forgive, learn to let go and learn to heal yourself. Well, yeah. forgiving is more about you than about the person who perpetrated the horrible thing. Exactly. True. You, right? Yes, it is. Because but we hold on to a lot of guilt. You know, we hold on to a lot of guilt. For instance, why did I get myself involved with this or put blame on ourselves? Like, why didn't I not see it before? If I knew what I knew then, I wouldn't have done this. But it's it, actually, in all realistically, we needed to go through that so that we can become more powerful within ourselves and realize that we can work through our differences with others and the differences that we have within ourselves where we think things are wrong versus right and there's no duality in none of this it's really a matter of seeing things from a, a broader perspective and this is what my book teaches to see things from different perspectives it certainly does i also want to hear about um your branch z for zealous 
when a yeah. colleague of yours once sought revenge by degrading your reputation, I'm sure there's no one in our listening audience who can relate to that kind of a story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that experience, uh, that was a major lesson for me because I was, so I had, I had, I was a manager, a very young manager at the time, at the height of my career, everything was going well. And, you know, I was, this was in Jamaica or this was in America? This is in America. In America. Yes, in America. So this colleague had some differences with me. I don't know what it was, but we just could not see eye to eye on anything. And for those of you, everyone has possibly a full-time job here. You have to work with other people. You're going to have that one person, or maybe two, that you're not going to see eye to eye on. And it, they, you know, you feel the tension and you just don't know what to do. At the time, I was very young, and, and it used to get to me a lot, and I'm quite empathetic, and I didn't understand my own emotions, so I used to react. I used to react, and th that person reacted on my reaction. And so I had to, um, when they left, they wrote this very nasty email about me, and my name at the time was Terry Wisdom. <laughs> my name at the time because I was married was Terry Wisdom and oh, interesting. Wisdom in what happened at any of this so this is where I derived emotional wisdom from the branch of Z because even though I had the last name I wasn't applying it in my life because I didn't know how to keep my emotions in check and know how to respond to certain people I was just a fuse blowing up and that person was a fuse also so they fed off we fed off each other and it, that when they wrote the, um, the the message, when they wrote that message about me, it really tore me down. I was gonna quit my job because I, I thought that was it. That was it was just so bad. I was I thought that was it. But then something told me you gotta go in there, face the storm. You gotta pass through this. And the reception was good because everyone knew that overall I was very generally a, a nice person. I did my best to do my job. If anything, I was a very great leader. But that experience taught me that not everyone is going to see eye to eye with you. It's not your responsibility to prove to them that you are someone. It's your responsibility to make sure that you keep your emotion in, in check when you're talking to anyone or if you're interacting with anyone. No matter how much they may, you know, try to bring you down or try to, to, make, to, to make you, to belittle you in a sense. Despite of if you're from a race or a certain color, if you're a woman, it doesn't matter. We all have a sole responsibility to make sure that we react to others, not in the way that they want to, but the way that our soul wants to. And sometimes we forget, we forget about these things. And it's okay to be angry, but don't let that anger become, you know, part of your story each and every single day. It's, we have the time to take a step back and breathe and say, you know what, I'm not going to react. I'm going to use emotional wisdom here and I'm going to keep going. This is why I use zealous because zealous is a way of us for keep going. But at the same time, we should always be mindful of, of other people while we're doing this. So while this person was coming at you and these messages were coming through, you kind of within yourself kind of processed it yes. and just made a choice yes. that you were not going to let this person bait you and That's you were right. going to come back, which is a great deal of emotional wisdom because a lot of people would just directly take on that person you kind of perceive that was his problem that's right and then not only that i had to also accept responsibilities where there are instances where i may have fed that reaction that he may have wanted and so i just uh 
So is I kept I kept re, re, reliving every single moment with him, and I wrote them down. You know, when was I? Did I ever react? And I did remember times when I reacted when he was being belligerent. And I just said, you know what? I could have done better in those scenarios. It, because it's a learning moment for you know, it needed to happen because it was a teaching moment for both of us. I don't know if you learned the lesson, but I know I did, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. He may still yeah. be in a swamp. Yeah. You know, and needing to heal, but you, yeah. you used it as a learning moment. That's great. Yeah. And, it, you know, when you say sorry, it's not a matter of just being sorry. It's a matter about taking away the experience and knowing that, you know, going forward, I want to be a leader in the world, not a follower. And also to be a leader, you have to become a leader within yourself. You have to take charge of your emotions because our emotions are the key thing. Our ego tries to control our emotions and everybody wants to be right and everybody wants to be, no one wants to be wrong. And this is where confusions and drama take place. And sometimes it's okay to admit, you know, when you're wrong in a situation or if you're, if you're, if the situation is going to blow up and you already see it, take a step back from it. And this is kind of what I had to do in this scenario. But it worked out perfectly. It did because, you know, the person left and I didn't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So you ended up holding your own and he didn't get the rise out of you or whatever I he was looking up, for. I ended up gotten a promotion even despite it was a, a quite a mess. And I didn't think I would even get a promotion or anything, but that all that happened, a promotion happened. Uh, because you see, this is why I was saying, we shouldn't hold on to our past and what happened to us. One experience does not determine your future. And I thought that one experience was gonna turn my entire past, like no one's gonna hire me. But no, I had to keep working, keep moving forward, keep being zealous because I believed in myself and understand that these things are going to come up. Don't hold it against myself. I just right. keep moving forward. Would you call him a bully? Um, you know, I have no name. I call him my teacher. Wow. <laughs> I would call him my teacher. One of my greatest lessons. That's why I kept that experience for lost. One of my greatest lessons. That is a great way to process it because yeah. I've had experiences in my life too where people actually even bullied me, but I now can look back and say they were my greatest teachers. Yes. They gave because I made certain choices and I had to get healing and all of that. Very, a lot of synergy in our stories. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> and I know you're in the process of creating a YouTube channel called Terry Shaw Inspires. I'm That's looking correct. forward to that which is being designed to help people with their inner soul growth and expansion. Having read your book, I can truly say that the inspiring truths you express on YouTube will come from your very loving and wise heart and soul. Tell us more about Terry Shaw Inspires. What exactly is inner soul growth? And can our listeners subscribe to your channel right now? Uh, so first of all, answer the last question. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> I am on YouTube as Terry Shaw Inspires. You will see my face, <laughs> the same cover that's also on my book, The Power of ABCs. So Terry Shaw Inspires, um, you know, I've been going with that name for a, a quite a long time. I didn't know what to call myself. Uh, someone said, oh, it's not good to put your name in the uh, title when you're creating some type of business. But I said, why not? Uh, <laughs> We're talking about our soul here and our, all our souls are connected. And we have, like you said, synergy. If I use my experiences with the power of ABCs and the name of the series that I'm creating, which is called the Inner Soul Alphabet Series, it's stemmed from how all of our experiences and how we can transcend them. 
what Tarish, what I do and my business does is to help others to reconnect with themselves the way I do. And I use certain tools like affirmations, finding different ways to meditate. Meditate uh, at certain times, for instance, in the morning is when we have heightened awareness. And at night before we go to bed, we should also clear our mind of all the gutters from the day. So I'm going to teach people how to do that. I'm from um, Jamaica and we know about prayer. It's a very Christian community. So different aspects about meditation is not really taught. And I want to expand that to my own culture. And I've been getting quite a lot of response from people who are reaching out to me saying, you know, how do you do it? You're doing different things. How do you make these things work? And it's because I had to get so connected with who I am. You may go to church, you may pray, but there's so much more inner growth that we have to do, inner soul expansion. And this is what I use, these tools, these spiritual tools that God gave us in order to expand and and transform our reality. We can transform the relationships. My relationship with my mom, for instance, wasn't always great, or my dad. I can tell you right now, I'm more connected with my mom and my dad. Like my mom comes to me for advice about expanding her own. Wow. And also other people that I've never connected with um, in the past, family members are coming to me for advice. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Once you do the work, everything starts transpiring outside of your reality. Wow. And why I talk about inner soul first. Work on your soul. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with your soul. What I want to say is reconnect with your soul. Reconnect with the truth of who you are. It's a bit scary. Because when you start doing the work, let me tell you, things come up and it's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to trigger certain things, but that's all part of the healing process. That's how you know it's working. Yeah. It's, yes. And after all, we come into this lifetime to learn, don't we? Isn't this that's, cool? <laughs> I definitely started out in my preface in my book about, you know, the question is, isn't that why we are all here to learn, to grow and expand? You know, it's a question I left for my reader to think about because I didn't even answer it. I left it as a rhetorical question. Yep. Um, Terry, you said in your morning and evening rituals that you meditate yes. to connect to your true authentic self. Is there anything else that you do? I, is that mostly it? I do meditations. I think for now it's mostly meditation. This is what I'm guiding. I follow what my soul guides me to do in that moment. Uh, I do Reiki on myself. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, my teach my teacher who is Lee Benzel teaches me how to. She's wonderful, and to put in a plug for Lee, she's I think interview maybe three or four on this podcast. On oh, Reaper Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lee is my mentor. I, I I love Lee, and she's you know I learned so much from her. She's and wonderful. So, yeah, she is, and so you know I listen to her a lot about different ways to heal yourself. Not I use music. Music is very important to me sometimes and I also use the um, tone scales of the music which I'm which is kind of what helped me to write my book because I'm very connected musical messages is what I use to write my book all right wait so that means that I have to ask you the question yes. how do you distinguish between a regular played song and an intuitive song from your guides or a deceased loved one oh so the <laughs> it's pretty tricky because sometimes we get up in the morning we hear a song that's playing in our head and we're like oh you hear that tune and it goes away. And then suddenly you're driving, then somebody makes like you're driving and you're on the highway. If you do drive, not everyone drives, but if you do drive, you hear the song in someone's car and you're like, oh, that song is playing in my head. Sometimes it's your guys and God showing you a message that you need to hear from the lyrics of that song. Mm -hmm. Some important message um, that you need to tap and tune in. 
for me, when I was writing the power of ABCs and I haven't started writing because I didn't know what the ABC was, I got songs from a, a group that I've never heard of. I never even knew there was a new age group or new, what new age was, but there was a group from London called ABC from the 1980s. And there was a song that they sang um, that really opened me up, where uh, that really got me to start listening and, and tapped in and tuned in. And I started writing down the messages, writing down the album, the years, um, the lyrics, the titles, how the title connected to certain words, the name. Wow. And I started just doing my research and it's all connected to what I needed to do. And I just followed through. So the difference is that when you hear a regular play song, you'll just hear it and you'll feel happy. And, you know, it's, it's, it goes on. It will play again, but it goes on. But there's a, sometimes there's an intuitive message that's going to nudge your stomach. You're going to like, hmm, something you needed to change in your life. And suddenly you're driving, you hear um, Man in the Mirror from Michael Jackson. And you feel a little trigger, and you feel a bit triggered by that song. And you know there's something that you need to change in your life, but you've been hoping that changes from everyone else outside of yourself. Um, it's, it's your soul telling you that, you know, and you keep hearing it repeatedly. It's your soul telling you that there's something that needs to be changed in your life. You need to do it. Take action right now. Take action. And it's so hard to take action sometimes because people are afraid. But unless you try, I always tell people, you can open the door, you can close it again and move back out, but at least go through that door and see, you know, um, because, you know, that because it can be life changing. It has been. It has been life changing for me. And it's scary. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I had fears come up. There's a lot. The first fear, what would other people say? That's the very first thing, because we always put our lives into other people's hands when we should be taking responsibilities for our own lives, our own creation, because we create our reality. And if we keep saying this to ourselves, it becomes repetitious. This is why the ABC is also important because how many times have you said your ABC before you actually get it? Even now we still say it where we need to go to our contacts looking for someone at ABC, our, our cabinets, we still say it because it's repetitious and it becomes a pattern. And this is how we transform our subconscious mind through repetitions and patterns. The Buddhists have used it. The, um, in Hinduism, they've used it. In Christianity, they have used it. In Muslim traditions, different traditions all over the world. Um, it doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are. Repetition and, and focusing in that energy helps to transform your life. Um, what are the other fears? What, what would people say? What were some of your other fears? Uh, my other fears uh, was thinking I was going crazy. Uh, <laughs> I think that comes up for a lot of people when you're seeing things and you're yeah, getting messages. You're definitely. You, yeah, you're thinking like, should I check in? Should I check into a doctor? Should I tell them what's going on? That's the first thing we do. It still ties into one going outside there with to, to get confirmation. But um that was another fear that I was probably going crazy and none of this is real and I was making it all up. But when I started connecting the dots and became more curious, it made sense to me. And once it made sense to me and I believed in it, I knew I had the ability to make others believe it. And that's when the fear started dwindling. And so far others have been believing the concept and it's because it's, it's true. Our life experiences do govern our words that we say to ourselves and the definition that we place on those words if you've been in a bad situation with love and love is always heartbreak and, and resentments and abandonment, you're going to think that's all it is until you take that word and 
from that root, climb it up the trunk because the trunk is the alchemical process here. Rise it to the branch because this is where the sun really hits the branches, the ABCs. This is how you transform your reality. That's beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. That's a beautiful thing. So on that note, what is your message about the importance of healing that you'd like to share with our listeners? So, well, um, healing, you know, I used to think healing was a destination. Like I've arrived, I've finished the book. I don't need to do anything else. Nope. I'm healed. I'm done. Absolutely not. It's something that we have to continuously do. Uh, we are going to pick up different experiences along the way. Some that we wish we didn't, even though we keep doing the work and we keep working on our inner growth, but healing is a journey. It's not a destination. And the more you connect to the truth of who you are, the easier it becomes. It's, you can actually create it like a game. Make it a game, for instance. Oh, I just had this battle with a coworker. Oh, let me see. I'm going to go and I'll put my ego and pride to the side. And tomorrow I'm going to go in and just be all happy. It's, it's different ways to do it. Yes, you still address the problem. Yes, you still look at it and self-reflect. But you don't hold on to it. And a lot of us are holding on to things, keeping it in our bodies so that manifests as something else. And this is what healing is. It's, it's a continuous process of processing emotions, knowing what to do with those emotions, acknowledging that there is no right or wrong but just experiences and that's why we're here and not to think too much about it too about wanting to get it right because it's going to come up again <laughs> it's going to keep our soul is going to keep bringing it up again maybe you need to accept it than trying to get it right i always say also the healing provides so much relief because so many people are suffering so yeah. and they, and like you say they keep um reiterating this yeah. and keep saying it over and over instead of saying I want to release this and I want that's to move right. on. That's right. And and sometimes I think they're frightened of who am I going to be after this change and they don't realize they're going to be a freer person feeling great. Uh, as a person on the other side, you're going to feel amazing. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say hello from the other side if you're listening and you're going through the process. I'm still in healing. I'm always healing every single day. This is why I have a ritual. It's, so when you do your spiritual growth and you release all the junk, you're going to still collect junk along the way, especially if you're an empath. You're still going to be sensitive to other people's energy, but it's going to become easier because you realize who you are and you stay true to who you are. And the more you keep that as your mantra, I stay true to who, to who I am, despite whatever is happening around me. Um, Everything will start to flow from here. Just give it to the universe because it's not your responsibility. It's really God's responsibility for whatever anyone is saying about you, whatever anyone's thinking about you. It's none of your business. That's their business. <laughs> but that's that expression. Whatever you think of me is none of my business. Yes. <laughs> well, how I react is my business. It's right. Really that's right. Business. That's your business. Yes. Your choices are your business. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Terry, we've sort of been talking about it, but what would you like to tell our listeners that's your tip for finding joy in life? Oh, wow. My tip to finding joy in life is quite simple. It is just, as I keep um, iterating, is make sure you have a spiritual maintenance plan staying connected to God and your true self. That is the joy and the key. Everything starts from the inner world and stem and, and transgress into our outer world. And if we keep 
doing things for us, not in a selfish manner, good to be selfish, but not in a manner where you're trying to do it at the detriment of other people, but in a sense that you are caring for your own well-being. This is the path to joy and happiness. It's not about money. It's not about anything else. It's about what you're doing for yourself and how that impacts other people around you. This is really going to make your life expand in so many ways. You'll feel like you're on top of cloud 11 or 12, not nine, because you were rising to another level. <laughs> you're in cloud 12. And cloud 12 in my book is L, which is love. And this is how it is. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. By the way, everyone, this, I, I'm sure you all agree, this is just a wonderful interview. And here's a reminder to please be sure to like Irene Weinberg, W-E-I-N, B-E-R-G, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much. Terry teaches that life can either feel painful or joyous, depending on one's choices and willingness to transcend even the most impactful life experiences. I encourage our listeners to open their hearts and minds, open all of you, open your hearts and minds to self-transformation and growth by reading Terry's the Power of ABCs, a guide to unlock your inner Saba, the Maya Cosmic Tree, and to subscribe to Terry's YouTube channel called Terry Shaw Inspires, which can motivate and nurture your soul growth and expansion. Terry, from my heart, thank you for sharing your wise insights with us on Grief and Rebirth podcast today. And as I like to say, to be continued. And bye for now. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, truly.